0: That was 2019. So I, at that point, we had one full-time person and three part-time people. Mm. Fast forward to today, we have 16 full-time staff. Wow. Um, that's 357% growth
1: wow. in two years. Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm super excited for today's conversation. We talk about the Amish. That's right, we have Leanne Burkholder here and her business is centered around serving the Amish uh, shed building industry and they've created an entire system and process to help uh, you know, sell Amish sheds and uh, all without technology. So it's a very interesting conversation. And what's cool too is she has scaled her business at 350% over the last couple of years um, using virtual assistants and her unique integration style. She's a leader. And uh, the conversation was just great. There's lots of lessons in there uh, about growing and scaling a business. Okay. So rock, rock me through like how you heard about mod, why you guys decided to use it and mod my outdesk, desk. <laughs> um, and um, a little bit about like, your business, how it got started. I looked you guys up. I was, I was internet stalking you. So um, I know a little bit, but I'd love to hear your side of the, the the founding story.
0: Sure. So I'm going to do a really, really condensed version. And then if you want to ask me more, you certainly can. We are in a very niche market. Um, What we say that we do is that we're, we're the bridge between Amish manufacturers on the 21st century market. And what we do is make it possible for their product to reach a much wider um, market or people than typical, for them to maintain their faith and values um, while also providing this great craftsmanship and this experience to a lot more people.
1: So how how did you get into that line of work? Like that's such an interesting hyper niche that I didn't even know existed.
0: Sure. So as we always say, when we talk about working um, closely with with Amish people, it's you typically have to be born into it or really closely connected to someone who is. Um, There's a lot of trust. It's a very close knit culture. And both my husband and I were raised in very conservative Mennonite, which is kind of like runs parallel to Amish in heavily Amish communities. So we have the right last name to provide us with some automatic um, trust and sort of that open door to explore something else. In 2008, we started working with them to provide management for rent-to-own contracts for storage buildings. And we worked in that capacity for about 12 years and grew from a really small thing to a lot larger till we were working in eight states with about five different main manufacturers. And at that point, we were looking at launching to be a lot further. And I said this a couple of minutes ago, to um the the team when we were setting up but one of the things that sold me on my outdesk specifically was your scale your business um materials because it aligned so well with um what we were trying to do and what we wanted to do in that little niche rent to own portion of the company um That kind of gets us to about 2019, we were looking at doing some expansion, we were also looking at, had gotten the company to the place that we had, you know, they do it mostly, and we were looking to move into some consulting work, businesses, missions internationally, my husband and I, and kind of take a little different route. And we sat down with our main client, who was 60% of our business, um, sort of a conglomerate of 14 different manufacturers under one roof. And we said, hey, this is what we're thinking, and this is how we feel like we can grow what you're doing now, and presented that. And he said, well, I was coming to this meeting to say that we're completely pulling out of this portion of the industry, and um, we're selling the portfolio. Wow. And we sat there like, well, what's going to happen to our business, basically? Um, you're 60% yeah. of our business. And he said, you were concentrated. You yeah, You were
1: concentrated at one client that had over half of your revenue.
0: Exactly. Wowza.
1: Wowza. Yeah.
0: So he said to us, um, we've worked with you for so many years. This has absolutely nothing to do with your service. We just want to focus more on this specific part of our industry. And we feel like you have what we need. Like this part hasn't been our most successful, but it's been our smoothest process. We don't have any issues working with you. It's, just easy. It works. We get each other. Um, so what we'd like you to do is come on board with us and do central office management for our 14 manufacturers. And so Mm -hmm. we naively said, sure, sounds great. We're up for an adventure. My husband's a visionary. I'm the integrator. He's always up for an adventure. He was ready to do something new anyway. We're like, okay, let's do this. And, Mm -hmm. um, that was 2019. So I, at that point we had one full-time person and three part-time people. Mm. Fast forward to today, we have 16 full-time staff. Wow, um, That's 357% growth wow. in two years. So yeah. there's been some pain in that process, for yep. sure. And we discovered a lot of things that we had no idea what we were up against. So there's a lot of portions mm. of our business that don't lend themselves to a virtual professional. Um, but there's a lot that do, uh, we currently have two and I am the biggest success in this whole thing is that I convinced my partner. This is a good thing. Um,
1: I wanted to do
0: this in uh, 2020, early 2021, and he was sure that it wouldn't work, but we got to the place that we were willing to try it. And last Mm. July, 2021, we, we tried our first virtual professional and it's been nothing but a success um, mixed and awesome. amazing and we brought on hazel in March and you know even better experience and it's not this has nothing to do with the person it has everything to do with the fact that our processes are much more in place than they than they were at that point
1: I love it um, I think there's a lot for our audience to learn about your experience with the three hundred and fifty growth. So I want to back up and break that down because while I love hearing about virtual professionals, I'm a business nut and I love you know companies that have scaled rapidly. If you go back to 2019 and you were to coach yourself, what would you have changed?
0: Well, I mean, I think we would have used virtual professionals sooner. Um, but obviously that wasn't completely, um, my decision. I think that many things would have looked the same. One of the hardest um, parts with changing the focus of your business so much, or at least 60% of the focus of your business, is that you're learning a lot of new processes. So you go from this very defined world of you know, contract management, we know what that means. It means invoicing customers. It means answering phones, collecting payments. It means making past due collection calls. It means working with contractors to retrieve material that is no longer wanted or the contract wasn't renewed. It's really quantifiable and you suddenly move into this. What does it mean to provide central office management to Amish manufacturers who don't have technology?
1: Yeah. So So do you um, send canaries? Are we sending like, like, how does that (laughs) work?
0: (laughs) (laughs) One of the really big things that we do is a unique software design and maintenance that works with their fax machines and a complicated intricate system of QR codes that allows them to uh, report production into our inventory management, which allows us to um, negotiate with logistics for the delivery of material and, um, we created a really large online cloud-based like filing system, so to speak, that's integrated with a phone menu. And what that does is it allows them to call all the relevant reporting for their companies from a phone. So they dial the number, hit 48 star two, and they immediately have um, the sales report from last week.
1: Our analogy here is uh, we're flying a plane as we're building it. So... Yep. That's how it feels when you're growing and hiring people and you have operations happening and more sales than you can handle. It's just, that's how it is, you know?
0: Um, Beyond that, really taking a chance just to look at the processes that you are doing. A sticky system that you recommend is absolutely fantastic for figuring out what might be better done or more effectively done by someone else allowing you to continue problem solving all the other things that are happening. And that's, did, you that's what? did you do one of those? What?
1: Did you do a sticky challenge?
0: Oh, absolutely. I've done them <laughs> multiple times and I need to do them again. So I probably <laughs> should do one again.
1: All right. Well, tell the audience what they are, because I, I think it's unique um, and not a lot of people actually read my book and then actually put it in, in context. So, I mean, people read the book, but I've not talked. You might be the fifth or sixth person who's ever actually done a sticky challenge. That's one of the secret weapons that we do here is um, ARAP, reconciliation, building the P&Ls, you know, making inputs. I mean, we have this um, concept, we don't like um, employees checking their own homework. Mm -hmm. And so what I love about that is you can have a virtual assistant enter your data in your financials, and then a US person, you know, oversee and verify that it's all right. And that's Another example of a system where no, no doer can also approve, you know, and so I'm sure you understand.
0: That's great. And it's really why I feel like we're at the place now that we are so close to wanting to bring on three or four new people. And when I say that we're like at the place we want to do that, I'm literally creating content material right now or having my lead individuals create contact material and I mean, training material. And reviewing that with them so that once we're ready to, to hit go, it's all lined up. They know what to expect and the material's mm-hmm. all in place.
1: You're our favorite client, by the way. You're doing the pre-work, <laughs> you're thinking about the trading, you've got probably a job description and a trainer. Like, um, it's a real challenge here because while I love entrepreneurship, a lot of people are, you know, think they can buy their way out of that. You know, like, oh, I, I'll just pay you guys. You guys can do it. No, we can't do it. I don't know your business. And and if I did do it, it wouldn't be right. And so it's it's just so refreshing hearing you doing that and really own, taking ownership.
0: I've experienced the pain point of the other side. Um, two of our hires were supposed to be like hired directly to a builder and they were supposed to have like all the interaction with that person and they were just going to be on our payroll for various reasons. And it didn't work out so great. And I said, well, they're like, well, what, what I need you to like help. And I'm like, well, I can't, cause I don't know what's happening. So the only way we can do this is if all the information is, you know, flowing hours. through us and I'm yes. in a vital part of that department. So I understand that pain firsthand, uh, to ad- adequately pass those off for our company. Uh, we rely heavily on trello which is a project management system and so yep. they're onboarded with our entire team onto the relevant boards which basically kind of have like post-it note type systems of tasks and that has been incredibly successful we use uh, discord a lot of people use slack as our instant message we do a lot with that that also allows for you know really quick video calls that type of thing But making sure that you have something, if you don't right now, really think about that before bringing on a virtual professional so that you have really seamless ways to communicate so that it's not any different than if they were just outside your office in the adjacent office.
1: You're amazing. Well, Leanne, thank you so um, much for your time today. This has been a great conversation and we really appreciate you. Absolutely.